welcome to another episode of the Seafood News Podcast. I'm Seafood News staff writer, Amanda Buckle, and I'm here with Seafood Market Reporter, Lauren Castiglione. Happy Monday, and thanks for having me. This week's episode is brought to you by Erner Berry's Comtel. Comtel specializes in the timely, accurate, and unbiased reporting of markets to clients in the poultry, egg, meat, seafood, and related segments of the food industry. Be sure to download the brand new Comtel app on the App Store for iOS and Google Play for Android. And besides Lauren joining me today, I actually also have uh, egg market reporter Joe Govea. He's infiltrating the seafood team here. Um, but Joe is actually going to be restarting Erner Berry's Market Digest podcast. Uh, and Joe and I actually just came back from Vegas where we were, uh, you know, representing Erner Berry at their executive conference. So, Joe, you want to say hi and talk a little bit about your experience in Vegas? Sure. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Amanda. You know, it was... Um a really great time, a great experience. You know, last week I was in college, I started full-time Thursday, then they shipped me out to Vegas on Saturday. So <laughs> it was uh, some great exposure to a lot of the industry. It kind of exposed me to a lot more than I could have ever imagined. You know, I met a lot of great people, learned a lot of great things, I actually had the chance to present in front of the audience. So that was a great experience and I'm looking forward to, you know, being in the Market Digest. So thank you. So we'll keep you posted on when Erner Berry's Market Digest podcast, uh, you know, revamps and, and gets out there. And, uh, you know, definitely keep an eye on Joe Govea, fresh blood at Erner Berry's office. But uh, enough about eggs and Joe. Let's <laughs> we've got plenty to talk about this week, so let's just dive into it. Um, Lauren, do you want to actually kick things off with some news from your markets? Sure. Um, so there's a few noteworthy things going on um, for domestic scallops. Pricing usually falls in sequential order where the largest scallops are the most expensive and pricing falls as they get smaller. But right now the landings of 20 to 30 count scallops are being quoted the same and in some instances higher than 10 to 20 counts, uh, the size right above them. Some industry players are speculating that 20 to 30 counts will be a very small percentage of the harvest this year, while others have a more relaxed opinion saying it'll be long until the, it won't be long until the fishermen land more 20 to 30 counts and the prices will fall. So we'll just have to wait and see. Um, switching over to Pangasius, uh, the prices have been on the rise since government regulation has switched from the FDA to the USDA, causing major inspection delays, severe shortages out of Vietnam, and increased replacement costs, just to name a few. So the market is just a mess, uh, but people love their Pangasius, and the reason I know this is because even though the prices are a dollar higher than where they were uh, just a month ago, we have not yet seen demand switch over from Chinese catfish, uh, tilapia, or pollock just yet, um, which are the three leading contenders, contenders to take over this market share from Pangasius. Uh, so it might be too soon to tell, but I'll be keeping an extra close eye on those markets the next couple months. Um, and to get more insight on this situation, our monthly Aquaculture Insiders was just released for the month of May, which includes import data up through February of this year, and it's filled with 15 pages of analysis and commentary and charts focused solely on uh, Pangasius, Chinese catfish, and tilapia. Nice Aquaculture Insiders plug, Lauren. I'm digging it. <laughs> um, in other news, seafood is going Hollywood. I like how Lauren talks about markets, all the serious stuff, and I get to talk about the silly stuff, so this is a good combo. But, um, you know, obviously seafood has gone Hollywood before. I mean, just last week we were actually talking about Beat Bobby Flay, um, but shows like Deadliest Catch and Wicked Tuna, they give some insight into what fishermen face while they're out in the water. But next year, a new series on PBS will help promote responsibly sourced seafood. 
So the show is called Good Catch, and it takes acclaimed chefs from across the nation to meet responsible fishermen and fish farmers. And we're not just talking about like responsible, like you know, they, they take care of their dogs and everything, like <laughs> <laughs> safe. They're they're good fishermen and fish farmers, but you know, like responsibly sourced seafood is is definitely like a big issue. I mean, especially you know at, at Seafood News, we're always covering just like fisheries that are over catching. I mean, think Carlos Raphael, just, right. you know, and so this show is highlighting the people that are doing good in the industry, which is fantastic. Um, so these chefs, they head out to explore the landscape and discuss innovation, and then they return to the kitchen to prepare their catch of the day. Now, the goal of this series is to show consumers just how easy it is to create a sustainably sourced and mouth-watering seafood dish. That's an interesting take for a TV show. It's part reality cooking show, part docu-series. Yeah, it's like, I think it's a cool mix. And it, like I said, it's not just like Deadliest Catch and Wicatuna. Like, those shows are already out there. Um, I don't think there's, I can't think of a single show that's kind of like this. That's like promoting. Right, yeah, me know, either. It's, it's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, especially considering the fact that, like, they're going to be visiting fish farms, I think it's, like, important just because a lot of consumers have this thought that farm fish is not as good as wild-caught fish. Uh, and I was actually at a party, a family party, a couple weeks ago, and my uncle was like going on this long rant about how he would never eat farm fish, and it, it got into this like really heated discussion. Because I'm like, why are you, why are you having this debate with somebody who is working for a website called Seafood News? <laughs> this is the wrong person to be talking about. Yeah, people get pretty passionate about it, and a lot of people don't even realize that they've probably eaten farm fish before. Uh, but farm fish, it's necessary. We can't feed everyone in the world with what's in the ocean right now. It has to come from somewhere else. And before I got into this industry, I didn't realize that there's open water farm fishing where they're doing it right out in the open oceans, yep. um, you know, right along the coast. I thought it was all, you know, in big plastic tubs in a warehouse somewhere. So yeah. that completely changed my mind about the uh, farm fishing. Which can get in, people into another heated debate with open <laughs> open water farm fishing right. and, and others. But I mean, like, obviously there's, you know, and this is in any industry, it's not just seafood, but like, there's companies that do it right and there's companies that, that don't. Um, but it's, you know, you can't just, I think, you know, throw them all, all the farm fish into one, into one category. You know, but I, I hope this series, I, th I think it's going to open some eyes and I, what's cool about it is that uh, Warner Hanson Television um, has launched a companion website uh, for the show, and it's called saltyfarmer.com, which I think is a great name. <laughs> so saltyfarmer.com, it gives consumers who want to learn more about responsible aquaculture a chance to, you know, head over there and find cooking advice and recipes and videos and, you know, just anything you could possibly want to learn about responsibly sourced seafood. So the site walks consumers through everything from where their seafood come, comes from and, like, how to purchase it, which I think is really cool because when I first started eating seafood, I was like honestly scared to go to the fish counter just because I didn't, you know, like even now I'm like, well, number one, I have a hard time figuring out like how many pounds of food feeds me. <laughs> I have no clue. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, like a pound, and like, I'm like, is that a lot? Like, it, to eat a pound of food, but I mean, a pound of food is like usually for me and my husband, and then like we give my dog some food. But <laughs> I think it's I I think it's a necessary website, you know. And obviously, I mean, you can search for anything on Google, but this site seems to just have everything that you could possibly want to learn if you're new to seafood if you're just confused about seafood you want to learn more um i think it's i think it's a neat idea and it's supported by the global aquaculture alliance and the seafood nutrition partnership pantera Aqua uh, aquatic ecosystems and the soy aquaculture alliance so keep an eye out for a good catch coming out on pbs in early 2019 uh, moving along major tuna brand starkist is now selling chicken which isn't confusing at all is this chicken what i have or is this fish 
I know it's tuna, but it, it says chicken by the sea. That's stupid. God, I love that Jessica Simpson clip. It cracks me up every time. <laughs> Poor Charlie the Tuna. So Starkiss launched their chicken creation pouches, which are similar to their tuna pouches, but of course, with chicken. And this marks the brand's first foray outside of the seafood space. The pouches are made from chicken sourced from American farms that are raised cage-free and hormone-free. The flavors of the white meat pouches include a bold buffalo-style ginger soy, zesty lemon pepper, and chicken salad. And Starkiss has actually been around for 100 years, so it's just crazy that after that many years of being in the tuna business, and I mean, I know they have like salmon pouches too, but um, just in the seafood business, I guess, it's neat that they're branching out now. It is pretty crazy, but it makes sense. They want to be known as a diversified, healthy food company, and their goal is to provide a product that is not only healthy, but also convenient. I am all about convenience. I mean, just this morning, I went to go make a salad, and I went to throw olives in, and I had one of those cans that you pop. Okay, Nicole's making a face, she hates <laughs> olives. But I had one of those cans where you, it's like the easy pop-open can, so you don't yep. have to take out the can opener. Well, like, the thing bent off of it, so I couldn't get it open, and I'm just like... Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, forget it. I'm like, I'm, I'm just not, yeah. I'm going to go all of this today. I'm like, it's, I'm like, I'm all about that convenient life. I would not take out the can opener. So anyway, <laughs> our final story of the day, March 2018 shrimp imports. So we start off with some serious news. We're going to end on some serious news. Um, so March shrimp, shrimp imports were released late last week, and imports were up 12.5% for the month, pushing first quarter imports 16.3% higher than a year ago. So the average value of all shrimp imports in March fell from $4.41 in 2017 to $4.32 this year, or about 2%. So India's shrimp imports in March were almost 30% higher than a year ago, leaving their first quarter imports up 34.2%, and Indonesian imports were up sharply in March. Uh, Ecuador, China, and Mexican imports were all higher, while Thailand imports were sharply lower and Vietnam imports modestly lower. Peeled shrimp imports were up 16.5% for March and 23.7% through the quarter, the first quarter, and cooked and breaded imports were also higher. So the market continues to reflect an oversupply of shrimp in most categories for the current demand, and demand in many quarters has, by anecdotal accounts, uh, been negatively impacted by inclement weather conditions throughout much of the country. Uh, some have recently indicated a more positive market sentiment, however, supplies may remain burdensome based on import data. And that wraps up the Seafood News Podcast this week. Thanks for tuning in, and don't forget to download the Comtel app. It's free with your Comtel subscription and makes it so much easier to check the markets while out of the office. And with summer right around the corner, it's a no-brainer. Until next week, everybody. Bye.